I want to give a special shout out to the team at CastSource. They have made my dreams come true for this podcast and they can make yours as well. If you have any aspirations of hosting your own podcast, talk to my guy, Eric. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz, K-A-Z. He is all about giving people a platform and letting their voice be heard. So reach out and you won't regret it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Players Podcast, where I am here for all of you past, present, and future players. This is a place where we keep it real and hear from athletes on who they are beneath the jersey and off the field. Without further ado, I am Sydney Supley. I am your host. From the Players is presented by Sports Entrepreneur and part of the Cast Source Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to From the Players Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Supley, and I am so excited to share with all of you today. We have Ashley Prangy, who was a 2018 Indiana Gatorade Softball Player of the Year. Not only that, but she had a legacy career at The Ohio State University for three seasons, where she started 103 games with a career batting average of over 300. And then in 2022, she transferred to Alabama University, where she starts at third base these past two seasons and has brought all of her hitting power there too. Ashley, you have made a name for yourself in not only one of the Power Five's best conferences, but two. Explain to me, in your wildest dreams as a younger girl growing up, did you ever imagine that you would be playing and competing and dominating at two of the very best conferences in the country? Honestly, I knew in high school that college softball was a dream of mine and that it was something that I wanted to work for. And I think as all little girls, like you, you start playing the game and you see these girls on TV and you're like, I want to be just like them. So I knew at a young age that that's what I wanted to be. I couldn't have dreamed this journey. It's been more than I could have imagined to even end up here at Alabama was a dream come true. So it's been more than I ever could have imagined, but I'm super thankful for it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's been really fun for me. I've gotten to see a lot of your journey, even from a young age when we played against each other and in the same program in travel softball. And one thing I've always admired kind of about your journey is how much it seems like your family's been in it with you. I can think specifically about so many videos of your mom doing front toss with you as a little girl growing up, kind of like, what has that relationship with her meant to you? from a young age to now in your journey? Yeah, my family, as you said, they're my world and they always will be. And it means so much because to see them just in the stands, even now, it never gets old. But me and my mom, she has literally, like you said, been there since day one. It's always been me and her at the field. Like she'll let me ground balls, she'll front toss to me. She'll go shag the balls with me, like literally has been my right-hand man through this entire thing. So it's incredible. And just every moment is just so precious, especially now that my career is kind of coming to and end what seems like way too fast and thinking there's only been like three weeks, but I don't know. I can't even put into words like that relationship. She's my best friend off the field too. Like we do everything together. We're attached to the hip. And so I'm super thankful for her. I love that. Like you said, it is flying by. Like I can't even imagine that we both are seniors. And I myself had my senior day yesterday. I saw you had your senior day recently. Kind of what was all of the emotions of you know, just finally being that senior and kind of talk me through to your time at Alabama these last two years. 
Oh man, my eyes are already watering. It's so hard to talk about, (laughs) but it's like the coolest full circle moment. Like I said, this journey Mm -hmm. has been just crazy. I couldn't have ever thought that I'd end up where I am now. And obviously super thankful for it all. But just like, so Alabama does this thing where they have like four weekends, one for each senior, and then we do one big collective one at the end. But I was thinking back to my own individual senior day and just to even be at Road Stadium, like I said, on TV, like you see these teams, these girls, and it's your dream. And then when you're finally staying in that moment, it's so surreal. So it was super cool. And it was really awesome that I got to even have one more year because of COVID. So I'm glad that I took my fifth year because I know before I transferred, that was something that was kind of tugging at my heart, but I wasn't necessarily fully set on coming back to that fifth year. So it was just kind of a moment of like pure gratitude of like, thank you for softball. Thank you for this place. Thank you for this people. Thank you for literally just everything in this journey because it's been great. What was kind of that turning point for you where you decided I want to take a fifth year? I think honestly, just being at Alabama, these people, they have changed my life. This place has changed my life in more ways than one and not even just in softball. They've truly changed how I look at people, how I look at the game, how I look at just everything. And it's been the light at the end of the tunnel that I needed coming out of the transfer portal. And I think seeing how well everyone here loved me and welcomed me from day one and just allowed me to be myself, it was freeing. And I think finding that freedom and the joy in the game again really just made it easy to want to come back. I love how you use that, like the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, that kind of tells me too, like there was maybe some more challenging parts before you reached that light. And so what kind of piece of advice can you give everyone who is, I don't want to say not happy, but maybe not as fulfilled somewhere as they could be? What can you say to them that maybe can give them that push to to look other places? Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, softball is just a game. And if it's truly taking your joy and taking essentially the outside piece of your life away from you, then have the courage to go find another place. Because I know that the transfer portal, I know there's a lot of just comments about, oh, it's an escaper. It's a, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, there's just a lot of like people going back and forth about whether it's a positive or a negative. And I think that can be kind of scary, especially when you're already not happy and it's like, okay, great. Now you have to add in the factor of what are people going to think if this is what I choose to do. But I know personally, when I went into the portal, it was the biggest leap of faith because I had no ties, really no connections anywhere. I just knew that I needed something different. And so I'm really glad that that was my route. And I think just telling people it's not weakness and asking for help, like everyone always says, isn't weakness either. And just having the courage to acknowledge that you need something more and having the courage to do it. I like commend you because I can't even imagine how scary that was, especially I feel like when we were kind of like that class that committed really early to college. So like we knew where we were going to go. And that was like all we knew in our minds. And kind of how did you learn to like bet on yourself and take out what everybody else might have been saying, but just really pick you and choose you? Oh, it's hard. So my faith is like a a really big part of who I am and of my journey. And I think that I had finally gotten to a point where I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I didn't even know if I wanted to play softball. So I was either going to the transfer portal or I was going to quit softball altogether going into my senior year. Wow. And so I was praying about whether or not to hang up the cleats or to take that leap of faith and just pray that someone somewhere picked me up to be on their team. So I think it was honestly just a conversation with God at that point that I wouldn't even say I bet on myself, but I definitely bet on his plan for me and just had the hope that it was something better than what I had at the time. And I just remember praying like, God, take me somewhere where I can have a platform that's going to be used for something bigger than myself Mm. and take me somewhere where I'm just loved for who I am, regardless of whatever I do on the field. Like if my role is to be a cheerleader, that I'm going to be the best cheerleader they have ever seen. So like I was fully set on just stepping into whatever role I needed to be in and then 
just taking full advantage of whatever opportunity that was. And so I think just my faith would be how I bet on myself. That's so powerful right there. And and I love how you kind of phrase it of like, I don't care if I'm a cheerleader, I don't care what my role is, but just like give me a place where I can shine your light. And that's something I've always really admired about you and just you know, following through your journey is how authentically you are a believer and you constantly share about that. And I guess I would love to hear even more, like how has your relationship with God impacted softball and your relationships with your teammates? Absolutely. I think that transferring, it's been the biggest testament to God's faithfulness that I think I ever could have hoped to see in my lifetime. I know that sounds so like, I won't say dramatic, it just sounds so big, but it's like seeing myself go from having, I wouldn't even say essentially nothing. Like I was living that little girl's dream. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say Ohio State. Like I loved Ohio State. I love the girls. I still love the girls. So I was living a dream. But then a lot of people were like, you're really bold to walk away from that dream and even just have hope that there's something better. So like, yeah, that was in itself scary. But I know just seeing the prayer be answered, I think like being given a platform, being given a way to impact people and being accepted for, like you said, kind of being an advocate for Jesus and like boldly sharing my faith. Cause I know it's scary too. like, even talking about mental health on social media, it's kind of like walking into a trap almost. Cause there's so always people who are going to have opinions and people are so like quick to share their negative ones, which is hard, but I've been super fortunate that it's been well-received and it's been something that's been really appreciated. It's made it really easy and made it really freeing. So I guess to want to share when people aren't always like coming at you for it. And it's been something that I've kind of been known for. I was thinking yesterday, I was kind of journaling in my car before the game. And I was like, you know, there's 4,000 people in our stands who may never have a face-to-face interaction with me, but at least three times a game, they're hearing oceans when I walk up to the plate. So even if they never meet me, they're kind of seeing what I represent. And my goal all along was to do all of this for God's glory. So if I can at least accomplish one small piece or be that one little song lyric that someone hears in a weekend, then I've done my job. So powerful. I mean, I am fortunate. I always do a prayer with some of the girls on my team before the game. And it's like that message that you're living that I always say is like, God, even if these people like, you know, they're not with you right now, they're not believers, like let my love and my light on this field just somehow make them feel your presence. Like let them wonder why is she so happy? Why is she so filled? And it's because I have you and bring them closer to you through that. And you are definitely doing that. And two things I really am curious about is you have two tattoos that I've noticed in your posts. One says, walk me through the fire. And the other one is spirit led me. Kind of what do those two different phrases mean to you? Yep. So the spirit led me one that is me and my teammate from Ohio State had gotten it after we got baptized. So I ended up getting baptized at Rock City Church in Columbus right before COVID shut everything down. So it was, (laughs) I think, November of 2019. Mm -hmm. And then the walk me through the fire one was, so right when I was about to transfer, so this was 2021 season, it was a song called Famous Four by Torn Wells that I listened to every single morning in the car, whether it was before practice, before a game, whatever, literally just every morning. And me and Mackenzie Bump would write, so I wrote walk me through the fire on my wrist. She would write make way through the water. So it's just like a lyric from the song. But one of my favorite stories in the Bible is Daniel 3, when Jesus shows up in the fire, when the three men are being thrown into the furnace for not bowing down to the false idols and the the king. So Walk Me Through the Fire was just kind of the lyric that I wanted this season to be about. And it's just something that really touched my heart through my entire journey. Because like you said, it was a leap of faith. And I was walking through a lot of fire at the time. So 
it's just something to remember that by. How do you feel like that story that you just shared and everything that it's caused you to be a great softball player, but it's also helped you put perspective into life outside of the game? Mm -hmm. How do you feel like that's helped prepare you just like as a woman overall off the field? I think my entire softball journey, I just think about all the things that I've learned, even about mental health, about faith about how to just deal with people how to interact with people in a way that makes them empowered and like it just changed totally how i even like love people and i think having my faith to fall back on kind of is a good reminder and it takes all the pressure off of my shoulders because it's not about me and like i tell people all the time like softball is a game and it's always going to be a game and yes it's about performance and you want to play well you don't want to just go out there and be like oh i don't care but like ultimately the game is not about me it's not about my performance it's about who i impact what i do it for and then who I do it for. And so I think if I can just encourage people in that, that find your why and just stick to it and make it be more than home runs, make it be more than RBIs, make it be more than a stat and a number because it. looking at the end of the day, like I was trying to put into perspective my career coming to an end and I had struck out in a game a few weeks back and I was like, a year from now, I won't even remember this, but I'm going to remember every moment that I have with my teammates. So it's like, why am I over here mad that I struck out when in reality, I should enjoy the next moment with them. And so it's been really cool to see how I've kind of learned to just be in the moment and be where my feet are. And that's the biggest lesson really of it all because, you know, we're so competitive. We would not be at this level that we're at today in softball if we weren't competitive. But it's putting it all into perspective of what really matters. And at the end of the day, it's how you made other people feel. It's the memories with your teammates and your families being able to share on this journey with you. That really is what you're going to hold on to in your heart at the end of the day and what people are going to remember you for. And I just commend you in every way for doing that. And one thing that I love how you do in Alabama as a whole is how much you guys are constantly giving back. Like I see you giving your time to your fans. I see the videos. I see the pictures. Like there's hundreds of little girls at every single one of your game who look up to you and your entire team. What does that platform mean to you? And what is the message that you want to give every single one of those little girls who watches you play? Yeah, the platform means everything. And kind of like I said a little bit earlier, it was exactly what I prayed for. And I was like, you know, if I'm nothing else on the softball field, I want to be a platform for good. And I'm so blessed to have coaches that like recognize that and take such pride in it. Because even after a bad game, if we lose, they're like, go make someone's day. Like these girls came to see you. They want to interact with you. They don't care if you lost. They don't care if you... For over three for three strikeouts, they just want you to sign their ball and just like have you say hi to them or like compliment them. They're just like make literally make someone smile and whatever it takes to do that, do it. And so I just remember little me. Like I was head over heels for all of these girls watching them on TV and I would have died to just be able to give them a fist bump or give them a high five or just have them say any type of word to me. And so just taking the time to acknowledge them and kind of remember 10-year-old Ashley and what how she would have felt if one softball girl took the time to just kind of interact with her or make her feel special. And so I'm thankful that our coaches recognize that and take pride in it because it's definitely changed, like I said, how I look at the game and kind of why I play the game. I love that. And I'm sure you can relate. It's so funny because there will be games where we're our own harshest critics and we walk off being like, oh, I should have done that. And then you go out and this little girl and you're signing her ball and she's like, oh my goodness, you did amazing today. Like you were so great. And it just like, it makes you smile because in their eyes, you are doing everything they could ever dream of. And it brings everything back to you that you should be so thankful for what you get to do, no matter the outcome. And 
I can definitely tell like the way God has worked with you throughout your journey and how you've been able to reflect. And I guess I'm curious, as you know, you are in your senior year, when you kind of look back, like what do you feel the biggest lesson or impact this game has had on you? Oh man, that's hard. I think back to, there was a video that Hannah Adams from Florida had made and it was kind of one of the NCAA softballs, deer softball videos at the end that go on in the World Series. And she was thanking the game and she was like, I didn't know it was possible to love and care for people as much as I do because of you like talking to softball. I literally cried watching that video because I was just like, that's so spot on. Like, I didn't even know it was possible to love people as much as I love people here. Like, it's crazy. And it's changed my relationship with my family. Like, seeing how they've kind of stood with me through some of like the hardest times and also stood with me through the best times and my teammates and how well they love me and they make it easy to love them. And they literally brighten every single day in ways that I can't even describe. Like, it's incredible. And like my coaches. So just like being able to look at people in that way and like learning how to love people, even we play a game of failure. So it's like you see people's worst every day and you just get to love them through it. And I think learning how to do that and having grace for people has taught me things from a personal standpoint and a way of interacting with people I think are going to take me through life. And so I'm super thankful for that. I mean, you're going to get me choked up. I can see it working within you. It's so true about what this game teaches us about how to love others. And I'm sure you can picture all of your Alabama girls and your Ohio State other girls in your life as your best friends throughout life. I know what are your next goals after this year off the field? What are some of the things that you hope to pursue and aspire? Yeah, my ultimate goal, I really want to be a coach. So whether it's coaching at college, high school, or even just doing kind of like private lessons on the side, I definitely want to stay involved with the game. Other than that, I haven't fully decided what I want to do yet. So I'm going to be finishing my master's degree in August. And then hopefully by that time, have something lined up. But as of right now, I definitely want to stay in softball. When you think about being a coach, who would you say you most want to emulate? off of one of your coaches that you've had now? Or maybe it could be even a lesson or two from like one or two of them. Yeah, it's probably a mix. I would say it's a mix. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember Eddie Kettlehut. He was my coach on the Bandits. Yes. But okay, he's like my softball saving grace. And I would literally tell him that to his face. He saved me so many times. Like when I wanted to quit, like he talked me down from the ledge and I will never be able to thank him enough for that. But just the way he respects the game and he played men's basketball for Team USA and like, just truly loves the game and appreciates all the little things. And I just admire that about him because I think it's rare to find that in today's softball world. Mm -hmm. And I think from a people standpoint, Murph has got to be the most genuine, like people loving person I've ever met. Kind of like I said, he's all about making people's day. And if you have the opportunity to make someone smile, like take it. And he'll give us any way possible like to do that. And I just think he loves people so well and he loves us so well. And he treats us like his own and it's felt and it's appreciated. So a mix of those two, I think, and I would, I'd be set. If you were to coach somebody right now, say somebody on this podcast is listening and maybe they're going through it with the sport, kind of like you said, you know, maybe they're thinking about quitting. What is some of that advice that Eddie gave you or that you could pass on to somebody to kind of stay in the sport or other ways that they can find that love in it again? Because a game can be really hard, like you mentioned. Yeah, I think for me, it took outside things that like, I don't even know how I want to word this. So it took things in like my life outside of softball to put into perspective how little softball actually was like in the grand scheme of things. I think when I first came into college, I really, I wouldn't even say I struggled right off the bat, but I was definitely someone who found a lot of who I was in the game. And then whenever I started to fail at the game, I 
thought that I was failing at life, which sounds so dramatic, but I feel like for elite level athletes, it's so common to just be so rooted in what you're doing that you kind of forget who you are outside of your sport. And so I think it took things outside of softball that truly kind of wrecked my world in a way to be like, softball isn't as big as I'm making it out to be. And it kind of humbled me in that aspect. And then it also made me appreciate the things that people do for me in the game that people outside in a normal setting aren't doing because they don't know me. Like I'm so blessed to have 20 girls who see me every single day, know me inside and out and are willing to do anything for me if I need them to. A lot of people don't have that. And like a normal college student may not have the camaraderie or like the sisterhood, for lack of a better word, of a team. And so I think just seeing that and then kind of learning to appreciate my teammates and who they are and just really invest in them outside of softball has helped me a ton. And so just being intentional about trying to find joy in the little things, because like we talk about all the time, it's a game of failure and the best in our game are failing six out of 10 times. And that sounds horrible. Like you think about like Major League Baseball, it's their 300 is like almost Hall of Fame. And that's failing seven out of 10. Yeah. So it's like, how well can you kind of isolate yourself from that failure and then just learn to appreciate the good when you have it? Because to me, the good moments in softball are so much more rewarding and they're tiny little good moments. Like you took a ball, like it sounds like it's so dumb, but like if it's ball four, that's a win and you're on base. So it's like just learning to kind of process and then not take it for granted, the little things. Yeah. When you play a team who celebrates the little things, I think it's like the most almost intimidating thing in the world because there's nothing you can do to kind of rock them. Like you said, they'll celebrate taking like a really hard pitch and you're like, oh man, like, like they're always finding that motivation. They're always in it. And that's so huge. And kind of like, what's your team? I want to say like identity, but like what's kind of like your goal moving forward towards the end of this season that you guys are really trying to become to be able to set yourself up for, you know, the longest postseason run you guys are able to do? Yeah, I know we talk about bringing all three facets of our game and trying to put them all together at the same time, you know, because we hear the quote all the time, like two of the three are going to win. And so as often and as consistent as you can do that, you're going to set yourself up for success. And so I think just kind of buying into that. And then we talk all the time about buying into each other because at the end of the day, people you're doing it with are what truly matters. And so trying to kind of just take the weight off of performance and the ups and the downs because they're going to come and then just trying to be the team that stays the most consistent and kind of doesn't really ride the waves of emotion, just stays very even keeled. And so I think that's kind of been our goal. For you personally, what would you say your goal is for the last however long you have of this game? That gives me chills. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be where my feet are and just enjoy it because kind of like I talked about at the end of the day, I'm not going to remember the strikeout. I'm not going to remember the air, whatever it might be. In a year from now, I'm just going to miss putting on the jersey. So try not to take that for granted and enjoying every second because it's flown by and these next three weeks are going to fly by and I'm going to wish I had it back. So I love that. And I guess kind of Lastly, I'm hitting you with all these questions today. It's, it's a Monday morning and we're getting emotional, but it's great. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I feel like when you're able to reflect, I've struggled this myself being in my senior year. It's like when you bring all those emotions out of you, they hurt, but it's like you rather live life in the highs and lows than in the middle and not feel it at all. You know, and I kept saying to everybody, like, I'm so lucky to be crying right now in senior day because I love these people in this place so much. Mm-hmm. They know you feel the same. And it's like, we're so lucky to feel this love mm-hmm. that we've been blessed with. And I guess kind of like if you were to be able to talk to your younger self about what like life is going to become today, like what would you tell her? And like, 
how do you tell her like you're going to be proud of who you become someday? Is there a message you want to leave yourself with? Mm. I would probably tell her that it's the hardest thing in the world, but every moment is worth it. And that, oh mm. my gosh, it makes me cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm here for you. We're all here for you. Everyone listening is here for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Just every second's worth it. And that these people are going to mean the world to you. And you're going to meet so many people who love you. And to not take it for granted because it goes fast. Five-year-old Ashley blinked and now I'm 23 and have three regular season games left. So so just enjoy every moment because like you said, the highs and the lows come, but they're worth it. And I'm lucky to be where I am. And I'm so thankful for my journey. And it's crazier than she could have ever imagined, but the coolest story she could have ever lived. So I'm super thankful for everything. And she should be thankful for everything and enjoy it while the game is is small because it gets fast, really fast. and it gets hard. So I can't thank you enough for just kind of opening up your heart and just really being such yourself in these moments. Like being able to express yourself is going to be so inspiring for everybody listening. I know it's inspiring for me too, because this life we live is hard. It's really hard at times, but it's so worth it. Like all the things we've been able to experience that the game has brought us. It's like you said, it's so much more than the home runs and the strikeouts. It's about the people we've met along this journey and how it's changed our lives and it's changed our hearts. And we both are so much better because of it. And I think back to your, you know, your tattoo saying like, walk me through the fire because he knew going through the fire, like God was going to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. And he is giving you the light at the end of your tunnel. And I'm, I'm so excited for you that you were able to finish your career at a place where you feel so loved and you feel like you can shine your love and shine his light onto others. And I wish you all the very best towards the end of the season. And for anyone listening today, is there any last thoughts you want to give to them or inspiring words that they can take with and carry and hold on to? I would still say enjoy every moment and just be intentional about finding joy where your feet are because it's all around you when you look for it. And it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the bad or a bad practice or a bad at bat. But all these moments are so small and like... I look back at my 17-year career now and I'm just like, there's not one time where I could have told you a game where I made an error I struck out. And it's like what seems so big in the moment in reality is so, so small and it's not worth taking your joy. So just be intentional with it. Enjoy the people around you while you have them because like I said, the time flies by and you're going to want it back. Ashley, thank you so much for really just giving your heart onto this podcast and just opening up to all of us. We are so lucky for... Not only the person you are, but how you just championed the sport and been an ambassador for so many younger girls. I know there's probably way many more lives that you've touched than you'll ever realize. So thank you again. This has been Ashley Prang and Cindy Supley from the Players Podcast. Thank you. In case you haven't noticed, we love podcasts. In fact, we love building podcasts, everything from development to production. Because of all that, we're building a -a one-of-a-kind podcast network. If you have a podcast or looking to launch a new podcast, then we should talk. You can message me on Twitter at Eric underscore Kaz or hit us up any way that works for you. Let's talk about your podcast joining this one-of-a-kind podcast network.